1: I knew it started with an S, though.
0: Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my illiterate
1: friend, Frank. How are you today? Greetings! I was hoping you wouldn't tell them my big secret, but um, the reason that I podcast is because I need to hear things. I can't actually read them because as Tim noted, I am illiterate. It was a secret. I was doing a pretty good job of hiding it until now. Uh but uh you know, that's it. It's over. But I I gotcha. Had a good run. Mm-hmm. 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 That's good. That's good. I'm gonna what, go uh, back to listening to audiobooks now and looking at pictures. Do you
0: count audiobooks as reading? I do.
1: Absolutely I do. Okay, I'll rephrase. Do you count it as
0: reading the book or reading i guess like can you, like if someone says oh have you read the new dan brown book but you listen to it you go yeah yes Be- because you went through the story yes. but is but because you're listening to it is it technically
1: reading it's not technically reading obviously it's not the act of reading but i read the book okay but yeah i guess the, yeah yeah if someone at last on our last episode, you mentioned Slugfest, and I said that I was halfway through it. I'm listening to it on on, on audio, right? Um, but I've I've consumed the book just as much as you have. Mm-hmm. So I consider it. Yeah, if someone talks about a book, I was yeah, I read that. I've read that. Yeah, that's good. I like it, or I don't, or whatever. Like that's that's good.
0: I am the same way. Yeah. Actually, I, am, I count
1: it. It counts. It totally. I, counts. It
0: counts. Also, we travel so far for work and all of this stuff for all these other things. Like, I don't have time to read books the way that other people. Yeah, not always. Sent sent to do. Not always. Um, I have time to read some stuff, mm-hmm. but it takes way more time. So it's just easier to listen to it because I yeah. can actually get stuff done.
1: And being illiterate, you know, it's kind of the only way I can consume a book. So.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Well, that's why um, I like
1: comics so much. You know, pretty pictures, pretty
0: pictures. You know, sometimes comics get weird and too complicated. And I don't know what's happening. It's true. Words or art. Anyway, Frank, even though you can't read the can, what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm told uh, that this is a New Belgium fat tire. Oh, I love a good fat tire. I uh, know. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: yep the uh the nice bar near work just started carrying fat tire and it is mm. it is marvelous love it that's great good. it is it's good for all of us i meanwhile am going to stab your fat tire with my can of harpoon <laughs> uh, i am drinking fresh tracks ah. which is a bright and floral hoppy spring pale ale it is very, actually have not opened the can yet, so if you'd indulge me with a can sound. Please do. Uh,
1: Good thank one. Thank you for making that sound with your mouth. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, fresh tracks. I've definitely had fresh tracks. I feel like we, we had it at my place sometime last summer. Definitely. Definitely. It's very, it's so tasty. hmm. It
0: almost has like a freshly mowed grass kind of. Like, sensation, even though there are no little bits of grass inside my can. Thank you very much.
1: I'm sorry for your lack of grass. uh,
0: Thank you. There's so very few drinks that really... You know how some drinks feel like a season? Yes. You know, gin and tonic is a summer drink. And porch rocker is a this. And so on and so on and so on. Fresh tracks feels like a spring drink
1: it mm-hmm. just mm-hmm.
0: makes you feel like spring which is great because it's may you know yeah it's it already
1: may it's, it's <laughs> yeah it it's doing its job already so that's that's great that's great i love that that's that is a plus well listen a few minutes ago you revealed something about me that i didn't want anybody to know mm-hmm. um i there are other things that i don't want people to know there there are I'm sometimes ashamed by by other things, um don't be creepy. things like <laughs> if there's a movie I haven't seen that like I really should have seen um i get I get embarrassed uh and or if there's a book you know that i, I should have read and I sometimes get embarrassed, and I don't know about you, but I will sometimes just sort of fake it and play along and be like, yeah, I've totally I've yep. totally seen that movie, and like i'll I'll quote the one quote that everybody knows from that movie. And be yep. like, "Yep, s- s- yep, I totally, I, I totally know that. It's uh, here's Johnny. Yeah. Am I yeah. right?" I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I was actually.
0: My joke was gonna be The Shining too. That's really funny <laughs> for you to be like. I love The Shining. The part where he like buffers the car, so it's really good in the sun. Like it's good. <laughs> The shining, yeah, it's yeah, good. <laughs> so
1: like I, I feel like we've all done that to some extent. I have done it kind of a lot. Um, I do it more with movies than with anything else, but i I, I try not to anymore when I was younger. When I was a teenager, I would be embarrassed often if I hadn't seen something that I felt like I was supposed to have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm generally pretty aware of a lot of movies it, most of the time. Again, i have talked about this before with like Best Shot and things like that. It's usually something that I want to I want to get to, but just haven't for one reason or another. So I'm usually aware of it, and and I'll know the like what it's about or 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 a general idea or a quote from it or whatever. Um, but do you find that with like books and movies a lot too?
0: I do. As I get older, I'm, you know, I've actually invested and have read, and have read a bunch of them. So, you know, you have to. I used to have to do it with The Great Gatsby until I had mm-hmm. to teach The Great Gatsby, so I actually had to read it, and you know, so and that was great because I loved it and continue to. But sometimes you just those things kind of escape you, and so you have to fake you have to fake your way through. Or, like you said, it might be so much in the culture at this point you can talk about it with never having made it to page five
1: yeah and I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be more honest about those things now and be like you know what I know it's crazy but I've never read this I've, I've I know judge me but I just I, I've just never read this I never had an opportunity to read this I'm trying to be more uh, honest about that what why don't we come clean I, I was gonna
0: say I was gonna say let the judgment begin Frank yeah. and we we'll, let us because we're friends let us react as people would on the street Oh, okay. With, with with what we have and have not read. We can do this with films another time. Let's start with books. Because I feel like, th- for whatever reason, books are a greater offender for this. Yeah.
1: You uh, haven't read the dictionary? I don't know. How dare I you? Like, I feel like maybe, maybe this says, speaks to who our friends are. But for me, I feel like it's more with movies. I feel like people are more surprised when, like... Oh, I you meant ge- I meant generically speaking.
0: I think in our friend group, it's certainly you haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption, blah 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 blah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So All point? right. I have everyone calm down. It's a great movie. Anyway,
1: let's continue on. Frank, what is your first book? <sighs> okay. Um, I am going to go with and and I think it would be fun if, as we go along, this is your idea. Um, if as we go along, we say what we think this this particular title is about yep in my case i have a little list here in my case some of them are like oh i've heard it's about this but in some cases it's the title sounds like it's about this so i don't know (laughs) i don't know any better. no one's ever told me otherwise for example my first pick is one of those Mm -hmm. falls in that second category and that would be uh that would be fahrenheit 451 (sighs)
0: Frank, that is my first book. No way, really? <laughs> that is my first. I will take a screenshot of it right now and send it to you that's if you too don't believe great. That That's is, too
1: great. That is my first one. Oh, my God. That's so, <laughs> so great. Ah. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm, I've never read it. Never read it. I've never read never it. Never read it. Um, I think it's about a building on fire,
0: maybe? it's, <laughs> it, it's I actually know what it's about. Um,
1: so I'm is, right is what you're saying. It it's, is. It's about a building that catches fire at I'm 451 sure, degrees. You know, I honestly. Perfect temperature for. Up until like, about.
0: State. I would say two or three years ago. I honestly thought that's also what it was about. Like, oh, it must be about firefighters. Fahrenheit 451. I don't. that That's, you know, do, do they have to translate that in different countries? Celsius, you <laughs> know. 32.5 you know whatever it is oh my god that's a, i never thought about that what is it called in canada is it called like 200
1: degrees celsius like yeah what right no,
0: what, i don't know what the difference is <laughs> um oh i think god. i think the book is about this like government sanctioned group that is E- equipped to burn all the books in the world because reading is bad
1: uh, so it, okay
0: so it's a dystopian the government doesn't want you to read because that allows you free thought and so yes. we're just going to tell you what to think with the tvs and everything so um, it's
1: it's a book burning is the that's is right
0: where the title is derived from that's right and okay. one you know one person rises above or probably of something course. like yeah, that something yeah something like that okay yeah I right, know I'm sure there's mo- somebody
1: out there, probably, probably Scott from Suicide Squadcast is judging us real hard right now. Like, oh, that's not at all what it's about, you idiots. That was some shade thrown at Scott,
0: but that, might that wasn't be shade true. at all. I'm
1: complimenting <laughs> him because he probably has been more literate than us. Mm, that's also probably <laughs> no true. shade. Uh, he's just, from just this saying sh- he's probably screaming at his at his iPhone like, "Oh my god!" Now I actually pretty sure that is
0: what it's about because HBO is doing a movie. With Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon, and I've yeah, seen the trailer, that, yeah. so that is about what it's about.
1: There'll definitely be yeah. other books on this list that I don't know what they're really about. So, oh, oh, for sure, yeah. So, um, well, since I took your first one, what's what's your next in line? My next in line is the color purple. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, by I Alice Walker. I've never seen, th- I've never seen the film. I've never read the book, and I honest to god have no idea what it's about as far as uh, the only thing i have to go on is that there is they turned it into a musical mm-hmm. which i saw when they performed at the tonys and it, oh it yep, looked yep. It, it looked like it takes place in the south mm-hmm. and um that's it. it's all i've got so oprah uh, i know a, i know oprah oprah likes it i remember that oprah or was she's in it, in it. Oh, okay. That's and right. she
1: produced the the the, um, the film, the musical. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I so... remember. I remember uh, when it opened on Broadway, she was on Letterman, and I, I guess she and Letterman had, had some kind of feud or something, or or they snubbed each other for a while or something, and she was finally on his show, and it was like this big event, and then at the end of the interview, instead of just like, all right, we'll be right back with our next guest or whatever. Because it's Oprah and you don't do that. You're not like, all right, well, Oprah's leaving and now, uh, you know, whoever, this person's gonna come and t- talk about their movie. He actually took her arm in arm and they walked down Broadway to the theater, to the premiere of her show. Like, they walked outside the Ed Sullivan Theater and he walked her to the premiere of their show, of her show. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, I know that it is takes place in the South. I think it's like post-Civil War South type of thing. Sure. Um, I, think but, I but that's about all I know. I think it's about
0: clothes dyers, you know, and they think, you know, okay. and, the, and purple is the color of royalty. And so yep. they wish that they were royalty. So they put on some purple and fool the whole town into thinking that they're rich. But they're, in fact, just like everyone else. And then everyone learns to love each other at the end because we shouldn't worry about class divides, but just learn to love people as people at the end. Do you think that's what it's
1: about? That's beautiful. I have no idea, but that's beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment you just laid out there. I thought so. I thought so. I yep. guarantee you that's not what it's about, probably at all.
0: I'm sure well, the color purple has to do with a flower or something. I'm sure. Um, yep. Yep. But that's, uh, that's that's all I've got about The Color Purple.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. All, all right. right. What's your next one? My next one is The Picture of Dorian Gray.
0: Oh, interesting. I've also not read it, but I don't feel like this is one that I ever
1: have to feel like weird that I haven't. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, if anything, I feel weird that I, I feel like it's one of those novels that it, no, maybe not no. Even if you haven't read it, you know what it's about. Okay. Except I don't. <laughs> okay. So what I think I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I think I know. What I feel. I feel like I've heard this book described to me, like in the game Telephone, and I was the last person at the end of the telephone, and I have to then repeat back to the first person what I think they said. Yep. Sure. Um, and uh, I think what you said, uh, Telephone person. Was picture Dorian Gray, an emo guy in Victorian England, gets trapped in a painting or something? And and when he looks at it, he he comes, he goes into the painting. Where, it falls apart real fast from there. Let me tell wow. you, that's about all I <laughs> yeah, think. <laughs> <you really laughs> when
0: he weren't. looks at it,
1: he it's like a mirror that world that he gets trapped in or something and 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 okay. when he's in the painting the 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 Mr. Hyde guy gets to come out but but then when he comes back then he's Mr. Jekyll. I think I might be confused about which book this is. Um uh, <coughs> all right. So uh,
0: yeah. Um I'll put that out there. I also haven't read the Strange Case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. If we're throwing that thing, I haven't either. But like I, I know that story
1: there. because I saw Wishbone. Exactly, exactly. And Actually, I should say when I was, of it. Yeah, when I was putting together this list, you thought were, about Wishbone. I thought there were so many where I was like, "Well, I could say that, but I know the story because of Wishbone." <laughs> like, yeah, I never read Faust, but I know what happens. Like, I never read, uh, you know, the Count of Monte Cristo, but I know what happens. Like, that's it, true. Like, I know the stories very well with those, so it's, it would be, like, cheating.
0: That's true. Well, I mean, that's even, e- even like, mine. I had Pride and Prejudice on my list because I've never read it, but I've seen it. I have it on mine! Right. Oh, is it?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have it on mine. Yes. I have it on mine. I tried. It's so boring. I can't do it. Um, But I know the story well enough that I was like, I don't need to put this on the list because I like know the story anyway we're talking about picture of Dorian Gray right now so Dorian Gray you are not wrong about Victorian England and the weird emo guy yes Um, but the the painting is a it's not a it, it is a painting of him it's a it's a portrait but it is kind of but he is it, he is immortal because of this painting And so every time he, every, like, like, he can go out and do all the bad stuff that he wants. He can be as debauchery, he can have as much debauchery as he wants because it all is reflected in the painting and not in him. And so the painting will age, but he will not. He will remain immortal and whatever it is. But if he looks at the painting, he will become that age. He will die.
1: So he can never look at the painting.
0: That's right. That's right. That's what the that's the picture of Dorian Gray.
1: So I knew there was something with the painting and looking at it and That's good, but magical you were right. It fell happened. it fell
0: apart real, fast when, real you, fast when you were like he's in the painting <laughs> and then the weird Mr. Hyde comes out. Nope, that those were wrong. But I he thought is there just, was some kind of yeah. He's right. just bad on his own. He doesn't need he doesn't need Mr. Hyde to, to tell him things. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool, cool. You ready for mine? I'm ready for yours. Hit me. This is, this is, I had one, but then I had to, I had one particular, and then I had to think about it, and I went, oh, nope, none. So I will fess up. I've never read any novel by Mark Twain. Oh, wow. I'm actually surprised by that. I'm, that is genuinely surprised. Sure, I've read some short, I've read some short stories, but my original one was Huckleberry Finn. I've never read it. Wow. Huck has a raft, and he's got a, He's got a black friend, and they go mm-hmm. down the river, and that's all that I know. And mm. I imagine that they learn life lessons in battle a <laughs> sea monster or something yes. like I have. And there's somebody with a corn cob pipe somewhere, and then <laughs> and then Tom Sawyer probably appears really quickly and goes, "Help me paint my fence." No, okay, I already tricked you once. Bye.
1: And that's uh, that's all that's all I've got. Wow, I'm I am surprised because uh, I I feel like you. I feel like you would appreciate uh, Mark Twain, but I feel like you would appreciate Mark Twain only on your own terms. Like, only if you if you were being forced to read it or someone told you, like, oh, you'll really like this, maybe you wouldn't, but if you came to it on your own, I feel like you would actually enjoy it because there's this sort of mm, respectable old man Americana about uh, Mark Twain, uh, sort of in the same way that you would say about, like, I don't know. Uh, ben uh, Franklin. Ben Franklin. Like Yes actually or a bill Murray in our in our day and age but yes Ben Franklin's okay. actually a better a better uh, a better example of sort of the old timey like r- uh, true American man type of type of thing
0: it's it's not that I have anything against Mark Twain
1: no and I, I understand you I kind
0: of want to put that out that I don't have anything against the man and I I like a lot of what you hear about him and what he said and these like his his isms and all of these different things much but, like Ben Franklin. Much like Ben Franklin, exactly. But I, you know how you just like certain types of literature, or you don't like certain settings. And I really don't care about like the like deep South stuff at a particular time in American history. Yeah, a lot of what Mark Twain was writing about, it's just not something I have any connection to. And right. it's great that people do and more power to you. I there's just some
1: bridge that I can't cross for me. That's to take it. That's really interesting. But whereas like a Nathaniel Hawthorne uh mm-hmm. you know old old New England that's right right 18, 17th 18th 19th century New England mm-hmm. you connect with much more, right? Sure. Because it's because it's your, eight, it's he's your eight, time he's period eight,
0: but it's he's 18th century. Well, I, I meant... Yeah, I write, mean, writing I meant about the... writing about the seventeenth century, yeah,
1: correct, and and not just beyond him. Like you tend to connect with things that are about New England, yes, I, in that same time period that we're talking about with like the old South, you do well with like the old North. <laughs> to, for, yes, for that's like, right,
0: but... and I like, I don't really care about the Wild West either. It's the same. Uh, okay. it's the same thing. Like I just it just this i didn't read all quiet on the western front for years because i thought it was about the american western front like not world war Mm one and mm -hmm. so and um you're nodding like you're like "Mm -hmm, that's what that book's about interesting i'll (laughs) add that to the list of things i haven't read (laughs) absolutely correct i'm like oh (laughs) cool all right and so like uh, so, that's that. For the record, yeah. I still have not read All Quiet on the Western Front.
1: <laughs> I Neither have I. I. uh, So, not that I feel more of... A, not that I know anything about... I'm not from the South. I don't have a connection to the South. Um, But I feel like I appreciate that type of storytelling more than you do. And I don't really care for Nathaniel Hawthorne as much. Um well, I don't. So, I mean,
0: that's a good example, but I don't really care th- for Nathaniel Hawthorne either. I really like The Minister's Black Veil. I don't really. I like the Scarlet Letter, but I don't like the way that he writes. Like, I like the story, but I don't care for him. So,
1: there's, okay. Um, I, I guess I was talking more about like the time and place, the setting. Oh yes, I. Uh, yeah, it- absolutely. Yeah, you know we could use the Crucible as another example of that. I know, I know oh. you're a fan of the Crucible. I love the Crucible. You love the Crucible so much. Um, do I love? I'm the cru- like I could do a whole episode on the Crucible, Frank. I, we could. We yeah. you definitely could. Um, <laughs> on location. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I don't really care as much about the Scarlet Letter or I only said the Scarlet Witch. Um, I don't care as much about Wanda, uh, or the Crucible <laughs> as I do. Like, uh, I like I like um, I like Tom Sawyer more than I like Huckleberry Finn. But, mm-hmm. um, interesting, very interesting. Yeah, that that is surprising. That is surprising to me that you're not really a Mark Twain guy. What do you remember? What short stories of his that you've read? Uh, and did no, you like
0: them? They've been. It's been so long. It's been a long and time. Okay. No, I do not.
1: Fair. That's it, fair. If it's been a long time, I, I understand.
0: I remember vaguely liking an adaptation of a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. Something. Yes. But yes. I never and I know that Nick Offerman does the audiobook ooh. on Audible. Ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. And I've from, never
1: read the book, but I saw a movie adaptation of it once
0: that I really liked. Right. Yeah. And but that's that's about as far as I've gotten. Okay. Maybe kay. The Prince of the Popper is Mark Twain, right?
1: Ooh, um, you're testing me now. Um, I'll use my one lookup on that. okay, um, okay. well, the Prince and the papa yes Mark Twain. yep Mark Twain. okay, great. All right. so what is your next one? Um I will go next with the grapes of wrath. Oh.
0: Do you pretend to read you pretend to have read Steinbeck have you? Cuz mm-hmm. I also pretend to read Steinbeck. That's oh I, yeah. Not that one. I okay. have read of Mice and Men and that yes.
1: ends what I've read of his. Same. Same. I've read of Mice and Men and and that's it. Um but so because this is Steinbeck, I figure it probably has something to do with the Great Depression or Oh, it sure does. The dust bowl I've seen I've seen or the something.
0: film. Oh, okay. I had to watch Henry it, Fonda, right? Yep, I had to watch it for a history class. I remember liking it. Uh... Well,
1: so, 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 really, I, I, I sold this in the wrong order because my first thought like "Grapes of Wrath." What could that? Uh, I mean, like, I know that's a lyric from the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Um, you know, he is thumping out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. Huh. Um, huh. So, so I'm like, okay, it's it's from that. So it's probably something like American. You know, if I wanted to be stupid, I'd be like, it's about a vineyard. Um, but uh, that just doesn't sound like Steinbeck. a vineyard and during the great depression that falls on hard times when everything gets <laughs> dusty and dry. Um, I just don't think that's really Steinbeck. Um, I, I think so, it is, I think that's what it is, though. Is it actually about a vineyard? I can't it
0: can't, it's about out of it's about an out of work guy. Oh my god, it's been yeah.
1: See, that's what I figure, like an out-of-work 15, guy. It's with...
0: been about 15 years since I saw the film, never mind oh, wow, having never read that. the book. So Yeah, yeah. But it might be about him trying to get work in the California vineyards.
1: Oh, going out west to find work. hmm Okay, and I imagine he's like a Midwesterner or Southerner or something. Who? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just totally going on like sort of the... Again, it's sort of like when you think Steinbeck, you think 1930s sort of all-American guy, you know, hardworking laborer, farmer, whatever, whatever it took to, to get by. Uh, so, yeah, I just sort of assume like, well, he's probably like Midwestern or Southern and he's going out West and he's like, I mean, Grapes of Wrath sounds like it would be about wine. But, hey, I mean, that could be really anything. Um, it could just be a, some kind of social commentary on on uh you know americana or whatever. So yeah, I yeah. I I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. I as a as a well no, no yeah, you go ahead and do your next one. Okay. I have never read
0: The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway.
1: Mhm. Or
0: The I Sun Also Rises. Or any other Ernest Hemingway <laughs> wow. novels. Okay. I've read his short stories but I've okay. never like the, for whom the bell tolls blah blah none of them never read a single one and wow. I want and I want to I just yep. haven't every time I like think I'm in the mood to start one I'm like oh boy this is gonna be depressing and then I so just yeah haven't. and I haven't and I I, I hmm. always forget which one is which and so I'm like oh yeah for whom the bell tolls that's the the matter he's the matador in Spain right and people are like, nope, that's the that's the one with the war in Italy. Oh, what, the which war? There's a, been a few. Um, and then I don't know if the sun, I think, well, I know the old man of the sea is the old man of the sea. Right? Yeah,
1: that one's pretty self-explanatory.
0: That one's self-explanatory, but I always mix up sun also rises, which I think is the Spain and Matador one, and For Whom the Bell Tolls is the um, World War one nurse and i think she she falls in love with an ambulance driver or something and it's kind of based on his
1: life i I was gonna say that sounds like a vaguely autobiographical ask not for whom the bell tolls it tolls for thee what's the other famous hemingway uh the old man in the sea is the first thing that comes to my mind because that's that's what i've read of his um So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's the first thing that I that I think of when I when I hear his name, honestly. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I like The Old Man in the Sea. Um, Oh, you've read it. Yes. Yes, I have. It's the only thing of his that I've read. Tell tell me about it. Um does what do you C think it's about?
0: Okay, I think it's about this man. I'm pretty sure it's about this man who's just trying so hard to catch a swordfish or something like that and he just won't give up and the swordfish is just like I'm not sentient like like you think I am but I represent like your inner turmoil or some such nonsense like that. You know, English English major stuff. And then they and then he's like, "Aha!" but then he does catch the fish and then he probably dies at the end before he your... can get back to land. You are not that far off. Yes. See, you that's, are. That's why I've never read it because, like, you kind of learn how some stories just work, and then you're like, yeah. okay, I get it." Yeah, but I don't yeah, need to read you it. do.
1: But it's a little un. It's a ah, that's kind of a a an oversimplification of it because it's like it definitely it's, it's an oversimplification. Yeah, it, it, it's but it's also like it, it's important because it's sort of the. Origin of that of like some of those literary devices or, or or maybe not the origin, but one of the early really good examples of a certain style in a certain genre. So it's like it's like saying, uh, oh, you know, I don't I don't really I don't really care about, uh, you know, superhero movies or whatever. And it's like, OK, but you need to watch you know, Superman, Superman the the movie, movie, right. Or, like, you need it may to not be, this. it may not be the
0: best one, but it is the certainly one. one of the most important. Yeah. And that. it's like, oh, but
1: I've seen that done a million times before. And like, but this is really important one that you should like as a fan of film or as a fan of the genre, you should really experience this because this is like the one that started it all. I'm glad that you said that because I am
0: actually a big fan of going back to the like original one, the yeah. one that started it all. I yeah, like yeah. to see where things started and I, no one's ever really said the old man of the sea is, you know, something that started
1: it all. Um, you know, to say that it's the one that started it all is probably not strictly true because it came out in like the 40s or the 50s. So I am, you right. know, it, it it it's it can't be the first of anything, right? But what it, it it probably is a good, uh, a good example of usage of the kind of themes and the kind of plot devices. That you're referring to, that you you just called like English major stuff or or lit, lit major stuff, whatever it was you just called you know, it. My career, yeah. Your yeah. career, I can um, make, I can make fun of it because of yeah, my career. You yeah. can make fun of it, yes. So so yeah, I feel like you know calling it that is is easy, but it's it's like well that became considered English major stuff because of books like this one, and this is like an early example of those sorts of things all culminating in, in one in one story. Um, I I can't tell whether you would like it or hate it, to be honest, because it's—how ve- are you with, like, v- authors who use a lot of words to be very descriptive of every little detail in the, like, And he walked into the room, and it smelled of peppercorn, and he saw the sun gleaming on the grandfather clock as it struck twelve, with the moon on its face— spinning and swirl, like every little descriptive little detail.
0: I've I've already started putting the book
1: back on the shelf. Okay, so he's a little like
0: that. Yeah. The one thing, though, is he
1: he does it in a way... i my mind to do that. So he does that, but he does it in a way that, and this is where I... So I I figure you didn't like that, but the thing you might like about him, and this is why I can't decide if you'd like him or not, is he's doing that, but all those little details are symbolism and are allegorical of the bigger things happening in the story.
0: Then I like it because it has a purpose. But if you're just telling me about the, I think um, the Bronte sisters are kind of like a good example of this because like if you are spending four pages telling me about the watercolors that don't actually matter to anywhere else in the story, you're just explaining them for the sake of explaining them because you want a bigger page count or something like that. then no dice I'm not interested. it's not
1: like it's not like Dickens where he was literally getting paid by the word to print these in like a newspaper that's right it, it's it, so this is this is done this is done with a purpose but it's done in and sometimes in such a subtle way that you don't know what the purpose is until you're like rereading the book and you're like oh my god this was a mini allegory just in like the painting on the wall he described the painting on the wall just d- and, and that painting was an allegory for the entire story and I didn't catch it till I went back and looked at it the second time um, so it's one of those things where it's like it may seem pointless when you're going through it but it actually is sort of a meta commentary then, then I like it and okay so okay. then you might you might like it there's a couple things in particular I think of in the old man of the sea that are like very very symbolic all right um, do you have any more on your list? Because we're we're just about at time. Maybe it'd be fun to power through them. However many you have left, uh, okay. each of us has left. I and only... just say like I've never read this, and this is what I think it's about. Okay, so I only have one more on my. I only have one more on the list.
0: Okay, and it's actually a comic book. So I'm not sure if that was faux pas or not. I wasn't sure if we were gonna do like comics. We've said we've read, but we haven't. Or, um, but I don't think we are. So, because I don't know if there's enough to go really go around. Mm. And if we haven't read them, we probably know what they're about at the same time. Yeah.
1: And if I haven't read one, I'll just admit it usually. Like, right. I don't feel the same pressure to be like, oh, I guess I have to pretend. I agree. Smaller community. Except this is the one that I feel pressure on. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I've never read Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, I know that. Oh, dang it. You told oh, me that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But... Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: That's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, this is brand new information. No, I knew that. We've talked about it and I, I, I've you've basically said like, yeah, I, I know what it's about at this point, and it just seems like a long just a long thing to read and I just it doesn't matter. I
0: really want to read it. Actually, the reading that Slugfest book, which you're halfway through, um they go they talk about that I got up to that part, yeah, yeah. And so like that made me want to actually sit down and read it and so perhaps i will perhaps i will frank what are what is left on your list
1: as uh, but Before. one word on crisis okay um as somebody who who really you are i i read comics and i i pay more attention to the words and you pay more attention to the art mm-hmm. um i feel like george perez's art will really like even if you just flip through it and and mostly look at the pictures like if you don't want to read it read it but like you pick up an absolute edition and thumb through it or even a hardcover whatever um the really striking thing about crisis is George Perez's art and how just like just hundreds of characters on any given page it's just like here's every incarnation of of every Justice League character ever altogether um it's 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 an amazing thing it's an amazing thing to see how he draws just like dozens and dozens of people on a page and they all are dynamic and and look the way they're supposed to look that's kind of one of the more cool things about Mm. the story the story itself is really cool but you can just kind of leaf
0: through it I definitely know the story at this yeah yeah exactly yeah but uh you that's actually George Perez is one of the reasons that I really did want to flip through it and go through it so I'll get there I'll get yeah, there. Yeah. Um, Frank, what is left on your
1: list really right, quickly? I, I've got a couple really quickly. So uh Anna Karenina. Um, an old Russian lady is on her deathbed and looks back on her life. Oh, I don't my know. god, absolutely not.
0: No, <laughs> continue, no, my god. So you read it? Oh, it's not even close. Anyway, that continue. one is
1: that one is purely based on the name. I'm like, Yeah, it's an old Russian lady. I don't you, know, whatever. You were right with um, the Russian continue. Okay. <laughs> Great, I'll take that. I'll take partial credit. Uh you mentioned Pride and Prejudice. Uh Mr. Darcy is a jerk. I'm not even sure if that's the right one. Yep, but they, that's that
0: is correct. I mean, cool. that was on my list too. We had already talked about it. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh David Copperfield, I don't know what g- magician maybe? Probably probably not. Nope. Honest, um, I haven't
0: read it myself, but I know it's not
1: that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know, I know that too. It was, that was more of a joke. No. I was I'm, like,
1: I really have no idea. It's just some guy named David Copperfield. I don't I don't know, but I know there's the magician named that, so ha. Mm-hmm. Uh and then finally uh Wuthering Heights. I have, I've only read bits of Wuthering Heights. I would, I've
0: been to the, I've been to that town. I've been to the like the hills and the moors that they write about, and like the the literal heights that she's writing about. What do you think the story's about? I would love to hear what you think. So Withering when heights they say about.
1: heights, they mean like a mountain and not like a really tall tower, like in uh, Rapunzel. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, it's like, the, so not, it's like the not a the, Rapunzel tower.
0: The rolling, the rolling hills of Scotland.
1: So you're saying this book is not about a Rapunzel tower? Nope, not even close. Uh, then in that case, um, it's probably about a mountain, is what I'm going to say. No, uh, I was going to uh, what I actually had down. I was, I'm being being. Stupid. I know, I know, I know um, you are. Uh, what I actually had down was melodramatic Victorian love story. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes, there is there. Is there, is there death and murder and... Uh, uh, yep, and,
0: and there's a lot of that. And yeah. you probably have heard the name Heathcliff before. Uh, nope. Okay, well, there you go. Um, is it a cliff Heathcliff. in the book? Is it a person? It's a person. Or is it a cliff? It's a person. Does he get pushed uh, off a cliff? There's, there's a Monty Python uh, skit okay. that does, they act out withering heights with um, flag signals, Oh yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. A
0: semaphore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's I've seen that. that. That's all you need. That's fine. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well. Good job team. You can find us at BeWorthGeeks.com and Facebook and Gmail and Twitter. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Thoughtbubble Audio to support all of our Thought Bubble Audio endeavors. To support this show specifically, you can head over to iTunes and rate and review us over there. You can also find us on all other places podcasts can be found, including but not limited to Spotify, Google Play, and Overcast. You can also find Frank over at the Stark Expo at DragonCon this year, hanging with some very cool people. Frank, why don't you tell them all about that?
1: Yeah, well we're, we're putting on a night of live podcasting for charity. It's going uh, The money, uh, the proceeds will be going to generosity.org. They're going to help uh, bring clean drinking water to people who don't have any. They're going to dig wells and that kind of thing. They're a great organization. Uh, and they are near and dear to the heart of Brian Austin Green, the actor from 90210 in Smallville and terminator the sarah connor chronicles uh he has a podcast called with brian austin green which he hosts with my friend derek the both of them will be there doing a live with brian austin green um, steve glossin will be there doing live geek out loud derek and i and, and the rest of the guys will probably do some live shoe uh Starkville house of l uh grant hancock from uh the 10th wonder heroes podcast will be there Dane Davenport will be providing live music. It's going to be a a lot of fun. We're all going to be doing live podcasts. You can come hang out with us, meet us, uh, chill out. It's going to be a great time. Tickets are on sale. Again, the money's going to charity. Um, And you'll get to be in the same room as Brian Austin Green, which is pretty cool. Uh, Tickets are on sale at starkexpolive.eventbrite.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, And uh, VIP tickets have already sold out. And the general admission tickets are starting to go. So... Make sure to get on it while, while you still can. We'll be in Atlanta, September 1st, Switchyards the name of the venue. It's very close to Dragon Con if you're going to be at Dragon Con that weekend, uh, where I will also be. So check it out. Come hang out with us. Have a good time. Do do uh, help out a good a good cause, and we'll have a good time. Good stuff. Okay, Frank, this was fun.
0: One last question before we go. Which one are you going to read first now that we've gone through this list?
1: Definitely the, the picture of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde excellent excellent
0: good choice uh i for real i going to do crisis on infinite earths first oh but good, I, good but i think you you have kind of, you have hit me with your best shot on um uh old man in the sea I'm oh get, i kind of did didn't i yeah, yeah it's back to our back yeah. to our best shot all right cool yeah i'm gonna give that one a, i'm gonna give that one a shot so cool yeah give it a spin yeah very good frank well okay then until next time cheers, cheers.